So today in the podcast, I'm going to talk about the F word. And it's probably not the F word that you think I'm going to talk about. But what I have learned from walking this path of trying to find a better life and through some of Brene Brown's research is that if you want to live a more fulfilled, joyful, really well-rounded whole life, this has to be a piece of the puzzle. And it's actually a really important piece of the puzzle. So keep listening if you want to know more. Welcome everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late thirties, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Hey everyone, welcome back. I am sitting here literally laughing to myself because I have now tried to record this podcast like four different times because I'm so nervous about recording this. It's hilarious to me, but it's so true. What I'm going to ask from you for this podcast is really that you sit back, relax, and listen like I always want for you just to have a space for yourself. But I really want you to keep an open mind to this podcast because the F word that I'm going to talk about today is very charged. It is not the swear word F word, which is near and dear to my heart and makes me feel so much better sometimes when I am angry and I just need to get it out. And sometimes that word just makes me feel so good. My husband says that I can make sailors blush when I get really riled up because My brother Jimmy taught me how to use the F word as a noun, verb, and adjective. I can put it in just about any sentence. So, I mean, I love the F word. I keep these podcasts really clean so that you can listen to them with the kids in the car and things like that. But this F word that I'm going to talk about today is so much more charged than that. And I really need you to keep an open mind because when I was really burnt out, if you had started talking to me about this, I really would have shut down. And what I've learned is, that you cannot have a more fulfilled and joyful life without this in it. And I hate to admit it, I really, really hate to admit it, but it really took me a long time to come to terms with. And I'll talk about that more in just a minute. But right now I need to set the stage for what really brought this to my attention. So a few weeks ago, I signed up for 
a course. It was like a seminar at night. It was only like an hour. And it was about healing healthcare. That's not what it was called, but it was about healing healthcare and for healthcare workers. And I was like, I got an hour after work. I could I could look at this. I could sign on and see what they're talking about and see if it resonates with me. Maybe I'll learn something. Maybe it's something that I could research more and put on the podcast. You know, I'm always looking for things. So I sign on to this thing. And about 15 minutes in, I had to sign off. I was so angry. I couldn't sit in that Zoom meeting for even a minute longer. I had to sign off. And the reason being, it's not that they didn't have good messages. It's just that they weren't meeting me where I was and where I feel like healthcare workers are right now. When I signed on, they met me with, hello, we're gathering here. Oh, so-and-so, it's so good to see you. Why don't you open up with some meditation and we're all going to breathe and let's breathe. And I'm not saying breathing is not a good thing. I love breathing. It tricks our body into feeling better. I get it. I breathe a lot. But it was the way they were delivering it in this soft, sing-songy voice that just grated on every last bit of my nerves. I mean, I just, I still get mad just thinking about it right now. They weren't meeting me where I am. And I think where a lot of healthcare workers are, we feel so stressed and we are so bone tired and we are so fed up really with just this awful, toxic relationship that is medicine nowadays. It's so hard and we want, we really want to care for people. We really love caring for people. It helps fill our cup, but there is nothing in this past two years, five years, 10 years, however long it's been for you that is filling our cup right now in medicine. It is an extremely toxic relationship that I feel like we can't get out of, right? This is our profession. This is how we earn money. This is how we support our family. This is how we put food on the table and a roof over our heads. What in the heck are we supposed to do if we're not doing this? And we've devoted money and time and schooling, and we probably have student loans we're still paying for. Like, how is it possible to get out of this relationship? Again, these people just were not meeting me where I was. They're not in medicine. They're literally in a field skipping along with butterflies circling their head going, let's meditate. It's beautiful over here. Come over here. And we're like, that's great for you, but that's not the world we live in. We live in hospitals where people are sick and we're getting paged and we're drinking a ton of coffee because we're just trying to stay awake. And then when we go home, we're hitting the floor running, trying to get dinner on the table and trying to get kids to practices and just trying to keep all of the balls in the air and not let a single one drop. Because if we do let it drop, we fail. And failing is scary. And it brings up a lot of fear in us. At least it did for me. I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to fail any single person in my entire life, including myself. All of this just made it really clear to me that you can have a good message, but if it is not meeting you where you are, then it falls flat. And that's one of the reasons I made this podcast. I want to meet you where you are. I get it. I have been there where you are and I am still 
where you are, even though I feel better most days, although recently it's been a little tricky. I want to meet you where you are with tips you can use and take baby steps to make yourself feel better. Because really, nobody gives a hoot about you more than you. And when we have put ourselves last for so dang long, there is just no way that we are not going to run into the wall, like literally, meaning something hard is going to happen to stop us in our tracks. And I don't know what that is for you, but for me, it was my health and it made me stop in my tracks. And I think the toughest part about it for me is that when something really hard happens in my life, I'll stop and I will turn to something bigger. And I usually look up at the sky and say, I really need help right now. I really need some help right now. And that's really hard for me because that's asking something bigger than myself, whatever that is, for help. And when you're in a science-based profession, you're thinking that's nuts because we do it, right? We're the ones that change the drips in the ICU and help keep patients alive. It's not somebody else keeping patients alive. It's us keeping patients alive, right? But when I look back over all those very hard times in my life, it is the F word that got me through. And the F word is faith. And it's a very charged word for me. I grew up Catholic. And it really scarred me. It was not a good place to be, at least how I was raised in it. I know everybody listening to this may have a different experience, but mine was not good. It was a lot of shame. It was a lot of you are bad. Not that I did something bad, but you are bad. You are a sinner. You shouldn't be feeling that way. You shouldn't be doing those things. You shouldn't be thinking those things. I mean, just every single bit of my being was shameful and bad. And it really, really scarred me. So as soon as I got the chance, I turned my back on anything existential, any and everything, literally. And you go into a science-based profession that applauds that, right? So here I am sitting in a bathroom stall saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't be this person anymore, juggling all of these things. And I can't be yelling at my kids all the time. And I can't be so exhausted that I just don't care about my friends and my family and hurting the ones I love the most. I can't do this anymore. I can't take care of patients well. I, it was all just a big ball of awfulness. And that's when you look up and just say, I need some help. I, I just, I need some help. Please help. And that's where faith came in for me. That was the beginning of it. And then as I started on this journey, I started reading more books. And it, a lot of these books, Brene Brown, Gabby Bernstein, a lot of the books I read in the beginning of this journey, they talk about faith. And they talk about having faith or a belief in something bigger. And it got me thinking, even though I was very resistant to it, it got me thinking about all the hard times that I've had in my life and how I've asked for help. It got me thinking about when we would lose a patient and we did every single thing right and it wasn't up to us. It got me thinking about when 
a patient was sick as a dog. And I was like, there is no way this patient's going to make it. And they did. It made me think about how I wasn't in control of all those things, that there was something bigger than me that was in control of those things, that I wasn't in control of every single thing. It made me think back when I applied to college, I got into zero colleges, zero, because I was applying for physical therapy school. No colleges wanted me for physical therapy. Somehow my admissions packet got from the admissions office at University of Vermont all the way over to the head athletic trainer, which was about a mile on campus. And he called me out of the blue and said, I think you're going to be a great athletic trainer. He goes, there's a lot of therapy in it. You get to work with athletes. It's really a great job. And I said, okay, that's literally how I got into college. And then on that path, I met this wonderful mentor who suggested to me that I should be a PA like once. It was a conversation we never had again, but it stuck with me. And then I became a PA. When I look back through my life and I look at these amazing things that have happened to me to lead me where I am today, there is no way that it was all on me. There was no way that I had control of all of it. And so what I encourage for each and every one of you is to realize that you can let go. Let me say that again. You can let go. It's okay. It will be okay because you aren't the one controlling everything. What I've learned from letting go For example, we will have a busy clinic. And I remember worrying about clinics, like if they were really busy, like how are we going to get through? What time am I going to get out? Am I going to be able to pick up the kids? And I would worry and worry and worry and worry. And then sometimes the day would be fine. And sometimes it would be a train wreck. But I didn't get to control that. I didn't get to control what walked through our door. I didn't get to control whether the patients were late or early. I didn't get to control what time my surgeon showed up. I didn't get to control any of that. Although I worried like I could control it, but I can't control it. And so now that I've released that control and I just kind of like walk into my day, now I prep. I mean, I make sure I'm prepared for clinics so that it can run as smoothly as I can control, but I can't control whether these patients show up, how they show up, how sick they are, what they need, all the things that I need to do. I, I can't control that. And releasing that has helped me so much. It's helped me lighten my burden. It's helped me take things off. It's helped me not feel so weighted down all the time. I've taken the burden off of, oh, I got to make dinner every night and it's got to be a healthy dinner for my family and I, it has to have a vegetable and it has to have a meat. And it, No, it doesn't. I literally have been using frozen pizzas judiciously for the past few months not the greatest, but what I can kind of put together right now, because that's where I'm at. And then other nights, I feel really good. And I'm putting a great dinner on the table. And other nights, I'm making my kids make their own dinner. I mean, they're older now, they can do that. It just took the weight off of me. And just having a little bit of faith that everything will work out as it should, as it's supposed to, 
that everything is happening for me and not to me, all of these things have helped me so much. And it all comes back to having faith. When you try to control everything, like I used to be the parent that was like, my girls are gonna play lacrosse. I mean, I played field hockey and that's not where I live right now. There's no field hockey here. It's lacrosse. I was like, my girls are going to play lacrosse. And I forced it and I tried to control it and I tried to practice with them and I bring them to practices. And my girls do not want to play lacrosse. And until I let go of that control and saw that they're going to develop as they should, whether I try to control it or not, I want to help them right? I want to help them and not control them. And that was a big flip for me. And that has to do with faith that it's going to be okay that they don't play lacrosse. And it's going to be okay that they're not star athletes. Because, you know, in my mind, it's like, you got to get good grades, you got to play a sport and you go to college, right? But it's okay if they don't. And that was a big flip for me. It's okay if one of my daughters wants to be an artist. And it's okay if one of my daughters doesn't know what the heck she wants to do. I'm going to support them and love them and not control their future. Because guess what? It's their place to control their future, not mine. I can love them and support them and let them know I am here for them and try to cultivate skills and kindness in them and push them to do the best that they can. But their future is under their control. It's not under mine. So all of this just helped me. And really, it really always gets back to faith for me. I can't talk about faith without talking about fear. And a lot of the control that I was trying to exert was coming from fear. It was coming from the fear that if my kids didn't play lacrosse, that they weren't going to have those friendships and that team building or if they didn't get good grades, they're not going to get into a good college, right? Like all of this fear comes in, right? If, if, I, if I make a mistake at work, then people are going to look down on me. It's all this fear that comes in. And when you have that fear, it's the opposite of faith. Faith is really giving up control of future outcomes. It's taking that weight of your worry and your predictions of the future and releasing it. And with that release comes a lightness that I can't describe other than it just feels better and I feel lighter when I give my worry and my shoulds, this should happen, this is what I want to happen, over to faith and just stay in the moment. A great example of fear and faith for me right now is this podcast. Because I don't know how many times my fear sneaks in and tells me, who are you to be talking about burnout? Who are you to be talking about well-being? People aren't going to want to listen to you. You know, you're not earning any money off of this. So you're not successful because that's what success is, right? Money equals success. So you're failing. So you shouldn't do this anymore. You shouldn't waste your time on it. You're a failure. That is my fear talking. My faith talking is that there is nowhere else in the world other than being with my family that I'd rather be other than sitting at this desk in my closet talking to you all because it makes me feel more connected and more aligned with who I am than anything else I do right now. 
It's where I want to be. And it's who I want to be. So I am not going to let fear control me. I'm going to trust and have faith that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. The opposite of fear isn't courage. It's faith. I encourage you to explore this for yourselves. This is not a quick fix, but it is something where if you feel like fear is creeping in, know that that is not having faith. Saying the universe has my back, that's having faith. Fighting the fear off and saying, I'm not going to worry about clinic tomorrow because I can't control it, that is having faith. Bring faith into your existence so that you can lighten your load and feel better. One thing that I have found really helpful in a lot of the books that I have read has been when they give me words or a sentence to say when I'm feeling a certain way or when certain things are happening. And so my tip for today is when the fear and worry start creeping in, just ask yourself, can I control this? And if the answer is no, just say, I release these thoughts of fear and worry and choose faith and just move on. And if you're like me, repeat it as many times as you need until you can move on because usually once isn't enough. Thank you for keeping an open mind. I love you all so much. And thank you for being here and taking time for you. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review and also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider. 